illustrator.org podcast coming your way. Steve Smith here and the Rick in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, good. So, yeah, man, uh, let's do it. 365, this is another Q&A episode. We have uh, five really cool topics. So first one we're going to talk about is I'm already on a 500 milligram a week test cycle. I want to add Winnie to it. What support products do I need? So right off the bat, that's a typical cookie cutter cycle. 500 milligrams of test a week. That's what uh, it's a moderate dosage of testosterone. So right off the bat, I would hope you're already taking your support supplements because the big misconception we see out there, Rick, is guys are under the impression, oh, 500 milligrams of test, that's just a, that's a, you know, mild cycle. That's not going to give me any side effects. It's just not true. You're still going to get a ton of estrogenic and androgenic side effects, DHT side effects as well on that cycle. And the DHT side effects are very difficult to, to combat without actually coming off. So, you know, in the short term, you need to be thinking about those androgenic and estrogenic side effects that you're going to get at 500 milligrams a week of testosterone. It is not a low side effect cycle. Is this is you're using very serious hormones here. These are serious hormones that cause issues with your cholesterol, with your with your liver, with your kidneys. Okay, all these things affect the body, inflammation, gut health. So you really have to go into cycle healthy. And then during cycle, you have to already be running your support supplements. So if you want to add Winstrol to it, that's fine. I don't got a problem with that. I don't have a problem with running an oral, even if it's your first cycle with, with a steroid like testosterone. I don't have any issues with it. But keep in mind, when you add Winstrol to it, you're going to be adding more energetic, more estrogenic, and more DHT side effects on top of your cycle. So your side effects are going to get worse when you're on if you're going to add Winstrol. So right off the bat, you already need to be on an AI. Okay. So you need to be on Aromacin or Aromidex. Those are the two main AIs. You need to be on your N2 guard for your support supplements that could take care of your organs. You need to be staying in good shape. That means you should be moving around. You should be, even on days you don't hit the gym, you still need to do some exercise to keep your heart healthy. You need to make sure you're sleeping well on cycle. Because if you don't sleep well on cycle, you're not going to recover. You're not going to repair all the damage you're doing to your body. So all these, all these factor in as to what, you know, what support supplements you need. Rick, uh, what's your opinion on this? All right. Well, uh, when you, whenever you're taking injectable steroids, uh, they are going to have an effect on your liver. Matter of fact, if you can get your hands on legitimate pharmacy-grade testosterone, some of the stuff Bayer makes, for example, in the package inserts, it'll warn you about liver toxicity. So you definitely want to take the N2Guard. Adding Winstrol on top of that, obviously, N2Guard is a must. If you're doing Winstrol and testosterone, there's a very good chance that your goal is to get lean. So I would obviously take some N2Slin with the product as well. N2Slin is going to help you make that a nice lean bulk. Or if you're cutting fat, it's going to make it just that much easier for you to lose the body fat. So N2Guard, go to N2Guard.com and N2Slin, go to N, the number two, Slin.com. Another problem that you might encounter with these two steroids, specifically stacking these two, is uh, some hair loss. So definitely using a hair loss shampoo, such as N2 shampoo, um, definitely using my hair loss uh, shampoo, which is specifically designed for steroid users, 
uh, it's going to help you not shed a ton of hair while you're on the steroid. Go to n2shampoo.com. Those three are probably the main ones that you want to take whenever you take this kind of, of mix. You need that. You need to make sure that all of your vitamins and minerals uh, requirements are taken care of. And you also have some liver support, some cholesterol support, kidney support, and Tugard will take care of you there. If you, you also want something that's going to help you just shift that balance so that most of the calories that you consume are being stored in the muscle, helping to build new muscle, helping to make your muscle cells larger. Entuslin is good for that. And you also want to block these heavy uh, androgens, the DHT, the dehydrotestosterone that comes from from the conversion of testosterone also, and also the winstrol. So in that case, and to shampoo is, is the best way to go. And th those are the top three I would take. Now, you'd want to have an anti-estrogen on hand. I like arimistane, but uh, aromacin is, is also a good one that you can find in the research realm. So I would have some uh, arimistane on hand or aromacin on hand. And uh, just as a precautionary measure is what I do. I just always take Novadex. Uh, even if it's just a tiny bit, five, 10 megs a day, um, yeah, I've, I've done as little as five megs every other day, uh, just on cycle, just as an additional measure to make sure that this is because I'm prone to gynecomastia, just to make sure that I don't develop any symptoms, any skyno symptoms. But this is a, it's a nice cycle. Testosterone and winstrol is pretty, pretty classic, and you definitely could make some great progress on, on that cycle. The next one is right up your alley, Rick. This guy wants to talk about, uh, he's an MMA mixed martial artist, and he's also doing boxing. He's one of those uh, guys who like to do those both, which is uh, you know, a really good workout. And he's saying that he ran the bowl on someone's advice and his performance is down, meaning his performance in the ring is down. And he wants to know why that happens because he thinks that, you know, hey, I'm using steroids. My performance should go up. So why why did his performance dip on D Bull? What's your experience as a guy who's into fighting with your steroids? Well, Dianabol is probably one of the worst you can do when you are doing boxing or MMA or any kind of fighting. It's going to put on some water weight, which you don't want, right? You you don't want to hold all this water. Uh, it is also going to cause some pumps. And it's dose dependent. Uh, so if you are top level athlete and you take five little milligrams of D-ball a day, 10 little milligrams of D-ball a day, you're going to see some performance improvement. You're going to be okay. There will be some additional water retention. It'll be a little bit harder to get rid of water, but you'll be just fine. Performance wise, you're going to feel good. Once you start going above 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 megs of D-ball, now it's counterproductive. Now the water retention issue becomes a problem. Now you start to get pumps and your muscles begin to get tight. Those that is powerlifting realm, you know, just very low repetition, high strength performance steroid when you, when you get into the 30, 40, 50 milligram realm. So, you know, if you're a top level athlete, just a little bit of steroids, just five little megs, 10 little milligrams of D-ball a day. On top of what your body makes naturally, you're you're pretty good. You're pretty good there. You will find some performance improvement. But, you know, all in all, Dianable would probably not be the one I would be taking if I was an athlete. Honestly, nowadays, 
if I was, if I was going to be using some kind of PD for fighting, uh, GW and Osterin, that's about all you need. GW and Osterin. Um, you know, it's a boxer, unless you're trying to go up a weight class, you don't want something that builds mass unless you're trying to go up a weight class. You don't want something that's going to, to make your muscles larger. As a fighter, you want to be as strong and as light as you possibly can. Be as strong and as light as you possibly can. And that'll give you an advantage above everybody else. You know, if you're a bulky guy, then uh, you're going to run into an issue. You know, you don't want to be a bulky guy in, in fighting. And it's also, in Dianable, it's probably going to have a, a counterproductive effect on your cardio. So it's just a bad choice of compounds for a performance athlete, in my opinion. And I uh, probably wouldn't be just taking someone's advice. I mean, Dianable for a fighter, unless you go really, really tiny milligrams, uh, it's you're just going to be counterproductive at least compared to everything else is available out there. So uh, there is one benefit of taking D-ball. It's, it's a rise of red blood cells um, in the body, and that does boost endurance. Absolutely, that's true. The problem is there's probably 10 negative things. So um, I can remember I ran D-ball, and then I, went, I ran a 5K. I got invited to a, a private 5K run for charity. So I showed up. I expected – to probably get second or third place in this 5K. So we start the race. There was about 40, 50 people that showed up, you know, for charity. Um, and uh, we start the race. I'm pacing everybody. I'm pacing with the fastest guy there who was like a world-renowned triathlete. And I'm like, I'm like, man, you know, I'm going to do good in this race. Then once we get close to a mile into it, my calves felt like they were going to explode. And that's the problem with D-Bowl, the pumps. The pumps are just going to destroy your endurance. So if you're an MMA guy or boxer, like Rick was saying, and you're in the ring, you're probably going to feel good, a little good at first, but then the longer it goes on, yeah, it's going to catch up to you. So, yeah, not a good idea. You definitely want to not run – Anything that gives you pumps, the D-bowls, the VARs, the Winstrels, those give you really, really bad pumps. You can get away with it if you're just like a sprinter or if you're just boxing like for one round or doing MMA for like half a round or something like that. But if you're, you need to be in the ring a while, you're not going to, you're not going to do well on it. So it's all about trial and error, guys. And if you don't believe us on that, go ahead and run the D-bowl like this guy did and learn your lesson the hard way. And, uh, you know, that's how it goes. So there's better options. EQ, EQ is a good one because EQ, you, you won't get those pumps on EQ. It's very mild. So you'll get the benefits of the red blood cell count, but you won't get the pump. So EQ is one of the best for, for endurance. Yeah, I mean, you could try EQ or DECA. Those two would be beneficial at small dosing, but that long ester chain is going to be in your system and detectable for a very long time. One of the things that, makes orals appeal to athletes is that they can come off this stuff and with enough time you will test clean but you know you use deca nandrolone or eq and you win a fight maybe two and then you have a, a big break and you get tested i mean if you took that 
that DECA or that EQ within the last 12 months of your big break, your big fight that you might end up getting tested for, you're going to pop dirty. So, you know, there aren't really uh, a lot of choices when it comes to steroids. I think nowadays for athletes, between SOMs and peptides, uh, you got you pretty well covered uh, for performance and for strength and recovery and injury, both injury prevention and healing from injuries. Peptides and SOMs will tend to cover most uh, performance athletes out there. All right, guys. So next one is eight years off steroids. Want to come back? What would you suggest? All right. So, yeah, Rick. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'll admit, like, this is a good question right now, especially with a lot of people not able to go to the gym. You know, a lot of people struggling financially. You know, they're taking a break. You know, that fifth, you know, forty, fifty dollar a month gym membership. It's a luxury. So a lot of people taking a break from the gym. So they're gonna want to come back. So eight years is a long time, is a long time. So my first question to you is, what have you been doing the past year? I want to know what you've been doing the past year. Have you been working out? Have you been staying in shape? Have you been, are you still lean? If the answer is no to any of those questions, I would want you first to get conditioned because why would you run a steroid cycle and then spend half the cycle sore every day? It doesn't make any sense. You want to get condition your body to, to deal with working out and weight training and resistance training. Because when you resist train, uh, you know, you really, really, you know, you tear down those muscles. So I'm telling you, if you haven't worked out even in a long time and then you hop on steroids and then you start working out again, it's not going to end well for you. You're going to be, you won't even be able to walk the next day. So how the hell are you going to work out? Like you can't even walk around. So you having fun over there, Rick? <laughs> so I'm going to bring in Rick, Rick spraying his face with some uh, pesticide, I think. What are you, what are you <laughs> I just got a shave and a cut. So I'm uh, putting oh, some. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look good. You look good. You look, <laughs> you, look, you, look, you look shaved good. So what do you think about this one, Ray? I got eight years with no steroids. That's crazy. Uh, well, did you take off from the gym and from working out? That that's a big question. If you took off from the gym and working out altogether, man, you just got to build those habits, build your gym grind back up, build your diet back up. Don't use steroids as a crutch to keep you motivated and keep you in line. Just make sure you develop the habits first before you throw the steroids on top. Make sure you're already on the ground. You're already doing it. And then you've got something going on. Then you've got something good, but you can't, you can't, uh, you can't just take off from training and then jump back and jump back on the sauce right away. I wouldn't do that. Now, if you've just stopped taking steroids and you've stayed consistent in the gym and consistent in training for eight years, I mean, what do you want me to tell you, buddy? I mean, you know what, you know, you should know by now what your body responds to. You should know by now what, what compounds uh, work well for you. Obviously after eight years, things are going to work differently. Everything works differently after eight years. From the exercises feel different to your diet feels different. We all go through that. Everything that you used to eat that you get away with, somehow now you can't. Some steroids that didn't give you bad side effects, all of a sudden they might. So I would just start kind of where I left off, see what steroids I was happy with that did well for me and start off with a slow cycle of those. Make sure I have all my anti-estrogens on hand. Make sure I have... If I'm going to do something that might uh, mess with, with 
with project prolactin levels or anything like that, make sure you have your caber, your Pramiplex, make sure you have some of the stuff on hand, Novadex, have some of these things on hand in case bad side effects do arise, but just kind of go back in your mind to the stuff that worked for you and then start adding it in slowly. Start off with a very small cycle. After eight years, this is the steroids are going to feel pretty new to your receptors again. So you should, you should be making some really good progress on just your first comeback cycle. That's the main thing. Just go back to what you knew used to work for you. Start trying that out. And eight years, man, there's, there's more stuff out there now. There's more compounds out there that you can experiment with as time goes on. So uh, that's about it, man. But the main thing is it's all right to take eight years from shooting steroids, but don't, don't ever take eight years of a training, man. Like that. And I, and I do, I know some guys do. They say, oh, I had this job. Oh, I got married. Well, the kids, well, you know, we, we can make excuses as to why you can't train. But look, if you're really that busy at your worst, you should be, should be doing 10, 15 minutes of, of stretching yoga every morning and then doing push-ups and, and sit-ups next to your bed every day at night. If your life got really that busy and that hectic where you couldn't get out to the gym, you should at least just make it your goal every night, do 100 push-ups, do planks, do some crunchies, 5, 10 minutes every night. Even if you can't get out to the gym, you should, you should never give up on your physical training, no matter what. And I can see, you know, you take a pause for a few weeks, a couple of months. You know, I did that recently doing yoga to get my body kind of feeling good again that's fine. You know, if you got to take a couple months off mental, you know, just a mental refresh. All right. But eight years, never take that much time off guys. Just don't, don't do it to yourself ever. If you really, really, really have such a hectic lifestyle that you just can't get out to the gym, you should at least be doing your push-ups, sit-ups, some squats right next to your bed before bed, doing some stretching in the morning, Maybe a little 10, 15 minute yoga routine that you can easily find on your phone and YouTube. There's really no reason to completely give up on training and on exercising your body. It's, it's, it's quite necessary for us to do that. So don't do that. Yeah. And they have, uh, I mentioned that in the prior podcast, uh, Rick likes to go on uh, what's it called? OnlyFans or whatever and pay, you know, and pay for some shows, but what I, I get do paid. Is- I don't. I don't. I don't pay. I get. I oh, get paid on only. <laughs> they pay. <laughs> a lot of these yoga. A lot of these yoga chicks. Uh, if you yoga- if you want to find my OnlyFans, go to www.rickyvrock.com. That's R I C K Y V as in victory R O C K dot com, and you'll find my social. And <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that uh, on the pre-show. I told Rick I don't like I don't like bald men. Sorry, he's trying to. He's been asking me for my phone number. He's been asking me for my address. He's asking me for. I'm like, dude. Been asking you for your credit card information, bro. Like, bro, bro, chill. Better, yeah. better send me some tokens. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these, uh, a lot of these places, these gyms, these yoga studios, personal trainers, yoga instructors, look that they gave up real jobs, nine to five jobs to do this. So help them out, man. Like help them out. Go, go on the websites. Track them down on social media. Be like, look, 
can I throw you 10, 15 bucks? Can you, can you, you know, give me like a half hour session with you? Like, you know, let's zoom each other. Let's FaceTime each other. Let's get a workout in together and they'll do it. I mean, a lot of them are doing that nowadays. So they'll, they'll hook you up. I mean, 15, throw them like 15, 20 bucks for like 30 minutes, man. I mean, they, they could use the cash right now. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of them are doing that. And, uh, and you know, that that's how it goes. I mean, so there's really no excuses. Like Rick said, find a tree, find a freaking tree and do some pull-ups. I mean, there's trees all over the place. Find a, a tree with a branch and do some this ice. Is a $20 that. bar that you can buy and put it on your, around your, your door frame. There's a yeah. $20 bar you can put around your door frame. There's uh, those little rolling things with the wheels for your abs. There's just, you could just keep a small home gym right under your bed and get your workout in every night. Just exercise your body, clear your mind. You shouldn't take this much time off, guys. Your body's not meant for it. Sitting, sitting around, sitting down, it's the new smoking, in my opinion. You really want to get up and go, get a walk in. You know, if you've got to, you got to have a long phone call or you got to talk to someone just don't sit and talk get up and go just being sedentary uh sitting on your ass it's about one of the worst things you can be doing for your health right now so make sure you get up and go get up and get out get 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 out of the house get up and get going it'll help your mental state it'll help your digestion it'll help your back health it'll help your muscles health it'll just i mean it, it'll it can improve the way you feel on a day-to-day basis just by getting up and getting some getting a walk in even if you're just on the phone or making a long phone call or whatever it is get that walk in. Don't, don't don't sit around guys you can go um you know adopt a friend you can go adopt a doggy a greyhound they have greyhound adoptions and you can adopt a buddy to, to take running they'll love to run with you I mean, they will run like you could try, try to keep up with them. Go to a soccer field and just run with the Greyhound. They'll have a blast running with you. Get a dog. Just walk the dog. Take the dog to the beach. Let him go take them to the lake. Play with them. Just get active. Like, you know, and that's the best thing to do. A dog will force you to be active because the dog needs to exercise. A dog will be depressed and upset if you don't exercise them. We as human beings, we're just too smart for our own good, aren't we? Like we can sit around and just watch TV all day and we're happy with that. But really you're depressed if, if you do that. So get a bicycle, get a one by. Uh, I feel like when I'm going to take my mountain bike out is I feel like I've got to do something serious. My 10 speed mountain bike. So I don't really take it out many places, but I have a small BMX bike and I go everywhere in that thing. I feel it's more convenient to just pop in my hop in my BMX bike with a book bag go down to the store, go to the bank, go to the post office, do what I need to do with my grind and my BMX bike. I feel so good doing that. I feel that, you know, if you're going to jump, get in the car and go anywhere, you, cause you're going far and you need a car. But if you're just going to go pick something up at the store or, you know, just do a very short, quick run of anything, don't get in your car to go four or five blocks, guys. I mean, just keep, you know, keep your, keep your bike right next to your, to your garage door. If you have an automatic garage door, just pop it open, hop on your bike, go close it with the remote, you know, go, go what you need to do. Come, I mean, just bicycle, little BMX bike will take you anywhere. One gear. So you need, 
and just do that. It'll clear your mind. It's, it's, it'll get you places really fast. And you're reversing some of that sitting around. You're doing at most modern jobs today, you're just sitting around, you know, sitting, you're going to probably hear me say a lot on this podcast from here on out. Sitting is the new smoking. All right, guys. So next one is eggs, egg whites versus whole eggs. Um, I think, you know, I'm going to just say this one, eggs. Okay. The type of eggs you get matter. Okay. If the chicken is eating crap, stuck in a cage, spreading disease amongst each other, being miserable, it's not going to be a high quality. It's not going to be a nutritious egg. If the chicken is out outside running around in the sunshine, getting the vitamins it needs from the sun, the vitamin D, feeding its bones, eating bugs, eating seeds off the ground, pecking. You like to give your chickens the vitamin D, right, Steve? <laughs> but, but get serious, please. We're not at the club, okay? Please. Get serious here, okay? We're not at the <laughs> what, club. What kind of accent is that? Is that a Persian accent? What, what, what is that? <laughs> It's from a video to some judge. Um, it was a Cuban judge. And he was, uh, this girl was like, uh, hi. You ever seen that video? It's like a viral video. Nice. And he's like, please get serious, man. He's like, man, get serious. Okay. This is not the club. Okay. She's like in court, like, hi, acting crazy. He's like, get serious. So yeah, what was I saying? Okay. Yeah. So if the chicken, if the chicken is happy running around in the sun, getting the vitamins, eating the, the insects off the ground, pecking seeds, eating seeds playing and stuff it's gonna lay healthy eggs nutritious eggs you ever buy like the cheap 99 cent eggs from like walmart they smell like chemicals they taste like chemicals because they're feeding the chickens freaking chemicals right but a chicken that's outside enjoying life eating what they're supposed to be eating not eating crap the eggs taste so much so freaking good so another so you want to make sure you get the high quality eggs Look for the humane friendly stamp on the egg cartons. That will tell you what the chicken's life is and what it's been eating. That will tell you most of what, don't just look for cage-free because cage-free doesn't mean shit. They could be stuck in a barn and still call it cage-free. That's a, that's a misleading thing that egg companies do. I've written articles on this. Very, very important. There's websites where you can go actually see they rank egg companies. So really like if you go to a Whole Foods, most of the eggs they sell at Whole Foods are going to be high quality, five-star eggs, pastured, humane-friendly eggs. If you go to Walmart, you're not going to find any good quality eggs. So if you're buying your eggs from Walmart, you're not doing yourself any favor. So the quality of the egg matters. How you cook it matters. Very, very important. If you fry the egg in vegetable oil, okay, it's not going to be healthy for you. But if you cook the egg lightly in coconut, raw coconut oil, Leave the yolks a little runny, okay? You will be fine. You will not get salmonella because the egg quality you're getting are fine. But if you get low-quality eggs, they're going to carry these, these, these diseases like salmonella and stuff because the chickens were sick, diseased, and they were picking up different things from the other chickens there. So another option is going to a farm, getting high-quality eggs from a, a farm fresh, where you can kind of like see how the chickens are being treated, what they're eating and all that stuff. So those are the two options. More important than worrying about egg whites versus egg yolk is the quality of the eggs and how you cook the eggs. Those are the two things you need to be worried about, in my opinion. 
a lot of people they want to argue oh egg white versus egg yolk i don't see anything wrong with the egg yolk because it's full of nutrition the egg yolk as long as you cook it properly if you overcook the egg yolk then it's not going to be good for you but if you cook it properly it's damn good for you and this whole thing oh eggs have tons of cholesterol if you eat something with cholesterol it doesn't raise the cholesterol in your body when are we going to stop pushing these myths out there that people believe in that's not the way it works cholesterol is a regulatory force in your body if you are under stress if you're eating a poor diet if you're taking drugs whether it be prescription recreational your cholesterol levels are going to be off you're taking steroids your cholesterol levels are going to be off that's the way it works but if you're healthy and you cycle off steroids and you cycle on steroids properly you won't have cholesterol issues so anyone out there with cholesterol issues you need, you need to fix that but your eggs are not giving you cholesterol issues that is a myth that is incorrectly pushed by these people who think that if you consume something with cholesterol it's going to raise cholesterol in your body that is not how our bodies work so don't be scared of eating eggs eggs are one of the more healthy uh, things out there for us and don't worry about separating the, the egg yolk from the egg whites that is just silly that's like counting macros and counting calories calories do matter but it's a type of calories that matter and that's 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 the truth on on, on that so that's my opinion on it. Uh, Rick, I'm hearing, I'm curious to hear your opinion. Your body needs cholesterol. That's how you make testosterone in your testicles. Cholesterol is the granite. And then your body uses uh, different enzymes and chemical processes to actually cleave parts of that cholesterol off. And then what you're left with is DHEA, pregnenolone, you know, the base hormones you kind of need to make, to make testosterone. So cholesterol is actually the granite from which your body makes carbs out, chisels out, stuff all off, all off of it. And what's left is a lot of the hormones, a lot of the ring structures that your body needs to communicate its health and across organs and keep you, keep you healthy. So it's not the end of the world. Uh, cholesterol, fasting, fasting works with cholesterol. I like it. Uh, whole eggs. Look, I probably one of the things I spend the most money on and I don't, I don't care is the foods that I eat. I try to get organic, very good, wholesome foods. And maybe I'll, I'm kind of cheap everywhere else. I try to save money on my, on my clothing, on anything. I just look for a special. I, I don't like wearing huge name brands. I just, I, I, you know, I buy clothing at Marshall's, TJ Maxx, wherever I could find it, Ross. I'm cheap when it comes to some of these superficial things, just whatever. I buy, I like, I like driving used cars from, you know, from the nineties, little Japanese car from the nineties is, is what I prefer. But when, it, but when I go to the store to get my foods, I make sure to get the best quality stuff I can. And yeah, a gallon of organic milk is going to be almost twice as much as a gallon of regular milk. Same thing with your eggs. Same thing with any of your foods. You're going to be paying way more to get the good stuff. The reason all of this bad stuff ex exists to begin with is because over time, industrial food manufacturing figured out more and more and more ways of making food in mass cheaper and cheaper until 
until we get in there and now you know we got gallons of milk and eggs and all these and bread and all these staples that are extremely cheap but as more awareness about health and our bodies has as, as we've had more awareness and health about our bodies i'd say a good last 20 years now we're back to making organic stuff making stuff the old-fashioned way and that stuff is more expensive it's um it's really if, if you're at the grocery store buying the cheapest foods you can get, but then you're going into the shopping mall uh, trying to get name brand stuff, you're you, you get you're getting it wrong, in my opinion. You know, if you're if you're you know ripping your credit cards apart and get into debt to buy trinkets and things with with letters and name brands on them. But then you're cheap when it comes to the kind of foods that you need to put in your body. Then you, you're doing it wrong, buddy. My opinion. If there is, I, yeah, I argue this with people all the time. They're like, it doesn't matter if you get an organic tomato and a regular tomato. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it does matter because that that tomato that was sprayed with pesticides those are those are cancer causing things on that tomato. Those are weapons of war. They used to spray that shit on people during World War One to kill them. They used to spray them on Vietnamese people during the Vietnam War. These are weapons of war that you're putting in your body in small amounts at a time. It doesn't make any sense. Everyday consistency over years and years and yeah. years. Plus the nutrition in that tomato. If you're spraying something, you're killing all the beneficial nutrition. You're killing the bacteria. It's going up into the plant. It's going inside the plant. The plant is sucking it up out of the ground. And it's going into the actual thing that you're eating. So you're actually consuming it. Yeah. And over time, it's it's not going to be good. But yeah, it's more expensive to grow an organic tomato than a conventional tomato. I grow my tomatoes organically. Why is it more expensive? Because of pests. The pests are going to eat your tomatoes. And that's fine. I lose some tomatoes from pests. Whatever. I pick off um, little uh, you know uh, caterpillars off my plants but I'm not gonna spray them with pesticides. It doesn't make any sense. Even if I have to go out there twice a day, which I do and take off the caterpillars and throw them uh, in the neighbor's yard, I'm gonna do that. I'm not gonna just be lazy and spray them. But farmers that are lazy, they grow the conventional things because it's cheaper. It's, it's, they are able to yield more from that. And the same thing with chickens. With, a, with chicken and eggs, it's the same thing. It's much easier to raise chickens and feed them crap than it is to let them eat a proper uh, proper foods outside they need more land instead of keeping them in a cage keeping them in a barn so yes it's more expensive hence you're going to pay a little bit more but at the end of the day it's not that much more expensive believe it or not it really isn't um i mean you're talking if, health, if you take your health into account it's and it's it's the best investment you can make and yeah i've i've gone and done shopping with people but just buy regular food and regular food is extremely cheap i mean you could fill a shopping cart for you know not that much money 100 and change but if you want to get the good organic stuff the good shit right i mean you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna be you know a couple hundred more 300 for not even a full cart you know it, and it's just the way it is and if you again if you are wearing all this name brand stuff and and you know having out outer trinkets but then you're you're cheap when it comes to grocery shopping i think you're doing it wrong in my opinion at least i don't know but i mean i'm i'm the kind of guy that 
<laughs> if I see a girl with with a with a nice pair of silicones, but she maybe could have gotten braces first uh, instead of the silicones, I'm the kind of guy to to notice little things like that, right? Because I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen a girl with big old boobages, and uh, she just skipped right over the braces, and when it just got the tits, and I just you know I don't know they're different different uh, um, priorities in life, I guess, right? But I guess that's why, you know, Steve and I sit here and do this podcast, <laughs> right? Because, you know, this is just something we've, we've made a priority in our lives. It's to be real careful with everything we, we put in our bodies and, and be very conscious uh, and listen to our bodies and how, how your body works and acts. Look, I'm, uh, tell you, uh, ter- I'll tell you a very uh, personal secret, but it's something all of you guys should know. Uh, when you go to the bathroom and, and you smash a number two, um, you shouldn't be there wiping for, for hours and hours, dude. If you are wiping a lot, something's fucked up with your digestion. You know, you should be, you should be able to get clean very quickly. It shouldn't take that long. And if you are, then you don't have, you're not eating the right, the right amount of fiber. You don't have good, a good gut biome. You don't have a good gut health with, with enough friendly cultures in there. You're, you're, you're not, you don't have proper amounts of digestive enzymes in, in your digestive system. You know, it's one thing to just notice that you should. It's one thing to just notice that you should be. And that's, that's step one if you want to fix your gut health. Because 85% of people have poor gut health um, in the United most people, States. Most people yeah. have bad gut health. Uh, they don't meditate. And also th- their spine and their posture tends to be pretty fucked up too. Yep. And then especially us in the bodybuilding industry, because our diets are very, very, you know, heavy, heavy diet. We eat too much food. We eat too often. And then we also lift weights. So of course, our spines are going to get messed up. But the number one thing you can do to fix your gut health is not put pesticides and um, miracle Grow and herbicides into your stomach. So that step one would be purchasing organic food or growing your own food. You know, so that would be step one. If you can get, if you can nail that down, then you can move to step two. Step two would be, you know, fasting, stuff like that, changing the types of foods you eat, obviously are very, very important. So those are, and we've talked about that on prior podcasts, but the number one thing you can do, the simplest thing you do is buy organic fruits and vegetables and stop eating processed junk. That's the number one thing. Same thing with your eggs, same things with your meats, high quality, high, you know, step, um, you know, I get step four grass-fed beef myself. It costs a little more, but it tastes a hundred percent better. And honestly you eat it and it's so light on the stomach compared to going to Walmart and buying like their crappy dollar 99 beef. It's so light on your stomach. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't feel like crap afterwards. So and if, and if you're eating a lot of foods that have, uh, and a lot of stuff that's had the fiber extracted from it, separated from the fiber, uh, just psyllium husk, just a couple of spoonfuls of psyllium husk every day. That'll have your digestion working well. At least, um, you know, at least you get, you get it off the toilet seat with just one or two quick wipes and you're done real easy, <laughs> you know? So it's just, uh, gut health guys, uh, definitely. And, and the foods you eat matter, matter a lot. I mean, you are what you eat. That's that, that, that saying has been around forever. There's another saying from ancient Egypt 
it goes something along the lines of uh, the good foods you eat feed you, the bad foods you eat feed your doctor. Ancient Egypt is where this was uh, found in some hieroglyphs. So this knowledge has been around forever. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, don't be cheap with your food, with what you put in your body. Make sure you, if you're going to overspend on something, if you're going to treat yourself on something, treat yourself on that. It's just my opinion, man. So next one we're talking about is DMP. Is this a good idea? This is a guy who's overweight. He wants to know if DMP is a good idea. I think DMP would be a good idea for uh, our next compound episode, Rick. What do you think? <sighs> I don't, I don't want anybody out there using DMP, man. Yeah. I mean, well, people, people yeah. out of, out of all of the bodybuilding drugs that one could take DMPs probably killed more people than, can you think of any other bodybuilding drug that's killed more people than DMP? I mean, diuretics um, have killed, have killed people, but yeah, DMP would, might be, I, not even bodybuilding people, people in general. Um, well, you, obviously, yeah. because, because a lot of uh, people that there are just don't know anything about training. They just want to lose weight fast. A lot of yeah. people that are maybe uh, uh, on their way to a, a problem with anorexia or something like that, some, some mental health issues will use DMP as a fast, quick fix and, I mean, what am I, what am I going to, I don't know. We could do a compound episode on DMP, but I'm not going to tell you how to use it. I'm just going to tell you don't fucking use it. And I'll probably, you know what? We could do a podcast and go down the line and the names of everybody that's died using DMP, where they're from, their age, a bunch of kids in their twenties have died using DMP and not like one or two, like one or two per year. Almost it's, it's bad. Did it, didn't uh, this guy um, go to jail for, for selling DMP? One of the guys involved with uh, yeah, Tony Hughes, Doctor Tony Hughes, enhanced athlete. weren't weren't they involved somehow? Yeah. And yes, yes, I and, and so, dude, yeah. dudes doing those a couple years, guys, yeah, doing three years in jail for for DMP. I mean, yeah, man. It's but just, it's, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, um, it's not a good idea. Um, I've run it before. It's really not that. It's not really that good of a fat loss drug, to be honest with you. It really isn't. Um, and you know, we can get into the science of how it works if, you know, when we do the compound episode on it, but um, the reason, you know, DMP is used at the high levels of bodybuilding um, at, at certain points. I don't know if guys still use DMP, if they still mess with it now. I've interviewed a couple of these guys, obviously they're not going to open their mouths and say they, they do use it. Obviously it makes no sense for them to say, but it's basically a guy. It's an antiseptic. It's an herbicide. And it's ex an explosive. It's we were just talking about putting stuff in your body uh, that's organic. Well, DMP would be something that's uh, you know very very toxic on the body. And uh, I use it for a very short time. I was asked to do some videos and, and write some articles on it. And I'm not one of those hypocrites that it's as going to write an article on something that I've never even used. So I did run it. It's not that good of a fat loss drug at all. I did I actually gain weight on it. And the reason you gain weight on it is because your body's retaining water while you're on it. Then when you come off, that water retention comes off and you do lean out a little bit. But there's, it's not a good way to lose weight. It's a miserable, miserable experience. And um, you know, I'll get into it. So I tell this person, absolutely not. Um, we're going to talk, you know, if we talk about the compound episode, I'll go through the all the negatives about it. But if you want to be miserable, 
you know, that's this DMP will make you miserable, but it's much more better just to fast. Why not just do a long five, 10 day fast? You're going to lose a pound or two a day. You're not going to be miserable on your fast. The first couple of days, you, you know, you might have a tough time, but by the third, fourth day, you're going to be in ketosis. You won't even feel any hunger. You won't feel any appetite. You'll, you won't even want to look at food when you're, so you're not going to be miserable on a fast. So why not just fast for five or 10 days and lose that weight? And you're actually boosting your insulin resistance in the process. So, I mean, you're getting health benefits, you're getting autophagy, you're getting all these health benefits. So just fast and don't be miserable instead of running something that's going to make you boosting miserable. your insulin sensitivity. You always tend to get the sensitivity and the, the yeah, resistance yeah, I'm, insulin yeah, a, yeah, a little yeah. bit switched up. Boosting, we want to boost insulin sensitivity, reduce yeah. insulin resistance. That's what type two diabetics have. Type two diabetics and pre-diabetics are type are, are insulin resistant. They build up the insulin resistance over time by eating the wrong foods, by eating too often, by eating too much. So you want to boost in, your insulin sensitivity by by fasting. So yeah, I, I apologize if I, if I metformin. No, no, no. Uh, a lot of type ones actually inject insulin more than type two. Type two, there's so many diabetes drugs out there that help help with blood sugar. Um, so a lot of people aren't taking, but some people cannot tolerate metformin or any of the diabetes drugs, so they still inject. I know um, I have a lot of type two diabetics in my family. Some of them can't. Um, handle the the drugs or upsets their stomach gives them issues and you know with their with their gut health so they'll inject the insulin uh you know pretty much before you know after eating a, a, a meal and it's uh you don't want to be in that situation so yeah dmp does nothing for insulin sensitivity but fasting does so fasting has so many health benefits it's so much more better so we have to say that and then when, you know when we do the DMP, we can get we can lay out our uh, our things. But no, stay the hell away from DMP, guys. It's not a good fat loss drug at all. A anything you you lose, you're just gonna gain back. It does not. Help. And who the fuck who who needs to lose fat that fast that they would take DMP? Like why why do you need to lose fat that fast? That's why I think that there's a psychological issue with uh, a lot of these people that take DMP. Because, I mean, why do you need to lose fat that fast? Why? What's up? If you're going into a show, maybe you shouldn't have gotten so far out of shape to begin with. Maybe you should have planned your show well ahead of time and not made such a spur of the moment decision to to want to compete. And now you need to take basically a poison, a, a pesticide to, to get you lean. You know, why, if you, if you, if you have this urgency now, if you're not going into a show, you just want to get lean fast. If you have this urgency now, well, what the fuck were you thinking when you were overeating and gaining and gaining and gaining and gaining weight until you look like shit. And now it's, now you're in a hurry. Now there's a sense of urgency. Like how the fuck does that work? I don't probably, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm being judgmental because I don't live that way, but how do you how do you fuck up for so long, let yourself get fat, and now you have this extreme, just this extreme of uh, uh, need to get ripped fast, and and you need to take a pesticide to do it, and risk your health in the process, and feel miserable every day in the process. If you if you are okay going through that pain to get lean, just fucking drive fast. Let's do it fast. Just start with time restricted feeding. Go really hard. Do two hour a day eating window. One hour. 
just one big meal per day, clean meal. You'll suffer a little bit in between. I'll tell you what, though, you're not going to feel like shit like on DMP. You're not going to sweat yellow. <laughs> you're not going to sweat, you know, something that looks yellow. And you're not going to need to put a, a, a box fan in front of your face the whole day. You know, I mean, you're, you're not, it's not going to be like that, but you'll fucking lose some body fat if, if you do that. And then compound that with some wet fasting, maybe a little bit of dry fasting. I mean, go hard. If, if you're really, if you're really that much in a hurry, go hard, go hard, throw some juice, some steroids on top of that. So you can maintain some of your lean mass. It doesn't all melt away. Go hard. You won't feel as miserable as you will taking DMP and you won't be risking your life. As long as you stay hydrated, you won't be risking your life to the degree that you would be taking DMP. Yep. And then the long-term health benefits are going to be And the long-term health benefits. You'll kill can the hunger. You, you, won't ever, you won't ever be hungry again. I mean, unless yep. you start eating like shit again, carbs, carbohydrates, sugar, sugar, sugars, then you're back. You know, you like, it's like an yeah. alcoholic that, that, that starts drinking again. Yeah. But you don't, it's, it's a fucking mental crutch. You got a fucking mental problem, dude. If the you, big, I was going to say the big difference between DMP and fasting, fasting, if something goes wrong, you start feeling nauseous, you're throwing up, you're having diarrhea, something goes wrong. You can break your fast. Have some, have some melon. Bone broth, good. Yeah. You break your fast, you're good to go. You'll feel better. Coconut with, water. You're good. Yeah. With DMP, if something goes wrong, if you dose it incorrectly. Might be too late. You're going to go to the hospital and your body temperature is going to be so high that they're not going to be able to bring it down. They're going to be putting ice packs on you, trying to bring your body temperature down. But the thing is that DMP has such a long half-life that you're fucked. You're, you're just going to basically cook yourself from the insides and, 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 and cause problems. So that's the difference between fasting and DMP. It's a huge fucking risk. And uh, I did it. I did DMP back in the day when I was a lot dumber. And I did it when, you know, I had to, you know, pay my bills. I had to write some articles. I had to do some videos on it. So I had to learn about it by doing it. But right off the bat, I knew this shit is bad news when I tried it. And I'm like, I'm never touching this shit again. So. You know, so that's, that's my willpower. I've always been able to just, if I really want to get lean fast, I'll just won't fucking eat, pump some sauce, and I just won't eat well fast. Basically, I've I've never had an issue with willpower in that regard. So I've never needed to use DMP, even when I've had a real legitimate reason that I needed to lose body fat and get lean fast for whatever reason. I just I can just stop eating and be all right and be I do just fine. And that to me has gone a much longer way. Go fast, time restricted feeding on some fucking steroids, and you are good. Stay hydrated, you're fine. No calories all day, just a small one, two hour window if you want to go hard. Two hour window where you actually get uh, a thousand calories in a two hour window, a thousand lean, lean calories in a two hour window. I mean, you're good. 2,000 calories, two hour window, lean, 2,000 calories. You know, and what I mean by lean is just no sugars, no carbs, good protein, good healthy fats. Make sure you take multivitamin, multi-mineral with it. Uh, 3D multi from my brand or Entugard, take right along with that, uh, which has multivitamin, multi-mineral built into the Entugard, Entugard.com, the plug. And you're good. It's all you need. I don't, I, I don't want anyone out there to think taking DMP is a good idea. Matter of fact, I think we need to do a DMP show where we just shits on DMP from start to finish. I, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't want to piss any 
people off, but I think it would be worth to maybe at least mention some of the ages and dates of people that died using DMP. Cause a lot of kids, a lot of young men, young women have fucking died taking DMP the wrong way. And I think, and if we can do one show and, and promote it to make sure that we get a lot of ears on it, maybe we can keep some people from fucking up because DMP serious. Look, the first time that I heard of someone dying from DMP was in around the year 2000. I, I, actually, I'm, I'm lying. Around the year 2003, 2004-ish. Yeah. I remember on the old EF forum. The old EF forum. If you ever posted DMP, just the word DMP, you got banned instantly. Yeah. And that's probably why, yeah. Yep, because because there was a, a kid that, that used DMP and he died. And he was, and there was a, a pusher, a guy going from forum to forum to forum trying to get customers for DMP. And he got this kid, this kid passed away. And from then on, on, on Elite Fitness, you weren't even allowed to talk about DMP because it's just, it's completely unnecessary. I think if you find yourself in a situation where you need to lose weight that fast that you need to use this stuff, there are other psychological issues at play. And I, and I, I know the mentality because I deal with a lot of guys that listen to the show that reach out to me on social and they'll send me pictures. They'll say, Rick, you know, what, what am I going to do about, about my, my chest? I'm tired of this, my belly. I'm tired of this shit. How do I get this off right now? And you know what? I, I, I help. I do help you guys when you come to me with that, but I, you got to know now off the bat, when I see you, I realize that, Hey, for a long time, you got up in front of the mirror and ignore that belly. Or at least you ignored it to the degree that you've seen it in the morning. And then when you went to slam some waffles and, and bacon and syrup and OJ and all kinds of crazy shit on your breakfast, maybe a scoop of ice cream, you know, uh, uh, what is that chocolate topping stuff? They put just, you went and did that for a long time. You looked at yourself in the mirror, watching that belly, watching those, those man tits, watching those folds and, and your triceps grow and grow. And then you said, all right, now I'm going to get in that kitchen and make it worse. And you fucking did that day after day. You really fucking did. And then now you're writing me and you're just desperate to get off, to get this weight off of you that you and I know took a couple of years to put on, but now you're in a hurry to get it off. And look, I get it. I understand it. I, 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 I can understand what you're going through. I get it. But just how you were able to, 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 to ignore it for so long. Now you need to understand that the only thing that's going to get you to, into good shape is going to get you lean and keep you lean is to build lifestyle, to build the lifestyle habits, to support a lean, good looking, hard physique, good lifestyle habits on a daily basis for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and years. And then you'll be fine, but you can't, you can't ignore this shit you can't ignore what you're seeing in the mirror for years and then come to me and say, Rick, I, I'm tired of this shit, Rick. I want to get lean. What do you think about DMP? Because I'm going to give you good advice and I'm going to treat you with kindness, but I already know there's something off about you. I'm just, you just got to know that because you, you know, you, you don't, you don't, you don't do that. Right. So it's just something to know, guys. Uh, I get, I'm very passionate about this subject because I'm, you know, if I can keep guys from 
overeating, getting out of nasty shape to begin with, getting into, into fucked up looking shape to begin with so that you're not in a big rush, so that you're not taking X amount of drugs on a continuous basis just to just to get down to, to you know, lower teens and body fat. If I can get keep you motivated to make the lifestyle, keep the lifestyle change going, keep the lifestyle going, I think we'll have a lot more healthy, lean looking individuals out there. You're not going to be, you know, just smashing your health, smashing a ton of drugs into your body and doing extreme things to, to get into into low teens body fat because, you know, because now you're serious about it after years of ignoring it. It's, it's just what it is, guys. All right, guys. So, yeah, we're going to definitely talk about this um, next podcast, Rick, DMP. We uh, you convinced me, bro. Let's do DMP next okay. podcast. I think we should. I think the people yep. need it. So next week, guys, we're going to come up with uh, episode 366. It's going to be all about DMP. So it's, it's one to listen to. If you've used it before, if you're thinking about using it, definitely listen to the podcast. We're going to go over it. We're going to go over the science. We're going to tell you um, the truth about it. And um, you guys can learn a lot about it. And I think if you learn about it, you'll you'll make the right decision on what to do. For Steve Smee and Rick, this has been another episode episode 365. We will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.